And for me, it was when I seen like another shadow. Like I seen my shadow, but there's like a second shadow behind me. What and the? it's just that adrenaline where you just, just run and just oh. don't look back. Like when we had the first date, mm. you knew something was there kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Was it something you guys were looking for at the time? Oh, me definitely not. We met actually through really mutual know. friends and we were both going to the same dinner party. My guy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That's, if you can make an impression with a shit date, then you're doing something very wrong. <laughs> it right. was a pretty shit date. <laughs> Mate, but it works. Look at you guys. You're married. Welcome back to the Post School Podcast, the life guide you didn't even know you needed. This is your chance to learn about all the wacky, wonderful, inspiring and downright insane stuff that normal people like you and I have done after high school. The Post School Podcast aims to leave you feeling motivated to chase your dreams by dispelling the myth that life is mediocre. Through the stories of incredible people who are doing incredible things with their lives, you and I will learn just how not boring life really is in the big wide world. Are you ready? Let's go. Brooke and Jake, thanks for joining me on the Post School Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm so keen to sit down here in Brisbane. Made the trip out for literally a 24-hour trip just to make this happen. And yeah, super keen to get into it. You guys, obviously, Sunny Coast locals. Did you grow up in Sunny Coast? I did, Jake didn't. I grew up in Cairns. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Real country move? boy. Yeah, what was the move to Sunny Coast like? Um, it was definitely a big risk, like challenging, but I had to move down for uni because yeah. I didn't offer my degree up in Cairns. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I need to move to do it. Why not Sunny Coast? That makes sense. You guys like it there? I, I don't, don't yeah. think we'll move, to be honest. Maybe like for a short term somewhere just to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, we love it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. What degree were you doing? Engineering. So civil Sick. engineering. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. I We're going to get into all of this stuff. <laughs> I feel like the best place to start off today is probably a little bit about who the both of you are like as individuals first, and then we're going to go into the whole story from there. Um, Jake, do you want to start? Tell us a bit about the uni degree, where you sort of went with all of that. Yeah, sure. So I was doing construction for 15 years. That's all I'd ever done is construction on building sites. Started when I was 15. And I got to a point where I just wanted to keep learning. I'm like, I need to do something more within the industry. Um, so I jumped in and done an engineering degree. Worked as an engineer for probably two, two and a half years. Yeah, he was um, already kind of doing part-time when we met and you were still in uni for like you did two years prior before we met yeah and then really loved it but yeah now on to the next challenge yeah. yeah that's cool very interesting what yeah. was what was the catalyst for engineering what's that sorry what made you want to do engineering um well i was already in the industry mm -hmm. like i loved what i was doing in construction um and i've kind of seen like the engineers walking around site holding plans and Pretty like, much he wanted to be the boss. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So I kind Makes of sense. like figured I want to learn more than what I'm just doing on top. I want yeah. to dive into it more and kind of Fair enough. get into the technical side. Do you feel like you got that? Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, pretty epic. So I've got to be on both sides of the fence, like on the ground, doing the physical work and then engineering side of it. So it's cool. Yeah, sick. Brooke, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, I went fresh out of school straight into social media. It's a wild journey. <laughs> um, I didn't expect it. When I was in school, actually thought I would be, I don't know, a vet or something in that field. Um, I did apply for uni and I went for like two weeks. And I was like, this is not for me. Mm. I then fell into the social media and kind of got forced into it because at the time I was in a, just a school, high school job and I went through workplace bullying and got PTSD. So I was on leave trying to recover and I was just like, I'm, I can't return. It was wow. just one of those points. I was like, there's no way I'm returning. 
Um, and then I was doing Instagram while struggling to make money, um, doing kind of like product photography on the side, a little bit of social media management. And then I met Jake. My world turned completely <laughs> on its head again. <laughs> and then I joined TikTok and then it went on another, like a totally different level. Wow. So you and Jake meeting was before you blew up on socials? Yeah. Like I had some social following, but it was nothing like what I have now. That's really cool. I would yeah. love to get your perspective on watching that happen. Because I feel like it's it's very common to see a relationship that started with like two people who are really well established or like, especially when you're younger, it's very rare to have someone go through the whole journey, like from start to where you are now. Has that been pretty cool to watch everything sort of evolve? And obviously you're full time now as well. Like that must have been really cool. Yeah. Well, when I met Brooke, like I had no idea what I sort of had Facebook and that was kind of it. And then she goes, oh, I do social media for a job. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. How do you do our social first, media? Yeah, like, our first two-hour date was just me explaining my job role pretty much to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how does this work? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, just watching it grow and just how crazy the whole industry is and how far it can take you. It's, yeah. It is pretty really wild. Good to see. Yeah. What was the point where you were like, this is actually a career for me? It wasn't until TikTok because, like I said before, I was doing Instagram, but it was a struggle and I had to do something on the side to make it work. Mm. Um, I think it was like when I got approached by an agency and I knew that I had that stability like a normal job because it was going through them and they were sourcing it, like the income for me. So it made it feel like a real job. Before that, I just felt like I was like paddling on water because yeah. I was trying to make ends meet every single week, literally living paycheck to paycheck and even below Sometimes it was a struggle. I was in a really bad place before I joined TikTok, to be honest. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because um, I lost my auntie and then we just moved from like a beachside apartment pretty much, which is like the life, to a really country little duplex. And I was just isolating myself so much. So when I jumped on TikTok in that time, it just was crazy and I didn't expect it. So yeah, that was a pivotal moment. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can actually make money from this. Mm. And it came to a point that I had to stop all the side hustle stuff because I just couldn't do both. So, yeah, it was that stability side that made me realise it was like a moment I could make. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you mind if we go deeper into that whole period and what that was like for you? Yeah. Before everything blew up? Yeah, I'd it be was re really hard. curious to know, yeah, like how, how do you get out of like a mindset like that? How do you get out of a period that's starting to feel like nothing's going right? Yeah, I was really lucky I had Jake. Um because I lost my auntie, that was like, I had the PTSD and then learnt what anxiety was and what depression was. Because before that, I had no idea. I didn't have anyone around me that suffered, well, that I knew of suffered mental health. No one talked about it. Then when Jake and I met, he let me know that a past girlfriend of his actually passed um, from cystic fibrosis. And we, I guess, bounced each other from that. He's like, this is what I did when I was in a really hard um, part of my life what did you make me watch scrubs scrubs yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. made me watch scrubs <laughs> so i like pulled the mattress into the lounge room laid on the mattress we were so bad we used to get like chocolate mud cake and just eat chocolate mud cake <laughs> like a whole cake sometimes Pretty just bad. binge <laughs> eating watching scrubs to get through that moment um but yeah i would have to say like he really got me through it that's awesome was that how early on in the relationship was that um just over a year Maybe yeah, go around two years. Just yeah. over a year. Wow. Was it, was it hard for you? Uh, like being not like I guess after a year, it's not really a fresh relationship, but fresh in the in the point of like, you don't have as much context. Obviously, like Brooks lived that life, and 
it's like her whole life is happening, but you've just sort of seen the last year of it. Was it difficult to like support someone going through that in a different headspace? Um, not really, because I kind of went through a similar kind of thing and we clicked really well early on. So I knew there was more. Once you get through this little hurdle, mm. it was like a, the bigger picture kind of thing. That's well, pretty special. Yeah, when we yeah. first met till I moved overseas, I was supposed to move overseas. So um, we wow. just, I don't know, there was something about Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so we met, we had that initial um, burrito date. So he took me in for burritos, talked about my work then. And it was pretty much like, I'm actually moving over to Indonesia to do social media management over there because like that's what's been given to me at the moment. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Like whatever, we'll keep in touch. But it was pretty much like friend zone from that right. first date. And then we went on the second date, probably like a week and a half later, went to the movies and like kicked it off after that. We're like, I don't know, it was something just really clicked. And I was like, you know what, I'm still going. This is awkward now. <laughs> and then I left. And when I was away, he went and had roast dinner with my family that he only met once because I was <laughs> missing them so much. So we went and had dinner with them. And then he organised to come pick me up at the airport when I wanted to come home for him. Wow. Yeah. How long did you last overseas? Not very long. I think only about a month. I was so homesick. It was <laughs> supposed to be like a four-month working trip. Mm. Got to a month and like, she's done. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we play Skipbo every night online and just FaceTime each other. Like, I was making myself homesick by talking to him so much. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sounds like you had bigger reasons to be here. Yeah. Where in Indo did you go? I was in Lombok. Oh, so, yeah, yeah cool Lombok. I was just managing um, some cafes there. It was great. It was a really good life experience, but... No, he was better. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool. I'm just about to move to Bali, so I'm like, oh really? I'm very interested. <laughs> okay. That's right, cool. awesome. Did you? Okay, this is so not at all where I thought the episode was going to go, but I'm all for it. <laughs> was it like this moment of like when you know you know, or yeah. do you think it, or do you think it grew? No, it was when you know you know. It was kind of that initial kind of spark, like when we had the first date, mm. you knew something was there, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Was it something you guys were looking for at the time? Oh, me definitely not. We met actually through not mutual really, no. friends and we were both going to the same dinner party at a restaurant, but we both arrived early and I was kind of like, oh, he's cute. I was like, oh, wonder where he's going kind of thing. And he obviously thought the same thing he told <laughs> me after. And then we ended up being at the same dinner party together. No way. But we're like at the opposite ends of the table, didn't talk to each other. And Jake is, we're kind of like gone retriever black cat vibes. Like I'm very, in the right setting can be a little bit like, fun and all that and Jake's very reserved and won't say much so we didn't talk at all until like the last five seconds of the night with our friends and then we just rekindled and went on that burrito date sick was the burrito date your idea yeah very nice Classy. it was five bucks five, five, dollar, burrito. five dollar burrito <laughs> my guy well done <laughs> <laughs> that's if you can make an impression with a shit date then you're doing something very right it was a pretty shit date to be honest. <laughs> mate but it works look at you guys you're married yeah that's, I want to get into that as well. So progression-wise, obviously the dates happen. You moved back from Indo. What was that next sort of period like? Like you got over, obviously, the really rough patch as things started to progress. How did the relationship sort of grow and end up to the point where you guys are like, let's get married, let's do this? Um, Massive question, I know. <laughs> yeah, what was the moment that you're like, she's the one? Yeah. I feel like it was... Um Like, oh shit, which moment do I bring up? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a one hour car ride on the way home. <laughs> I think it was because we were living together full time pretty much from day dot. Like, we didn't argue. We just, everything was so seamless and kind of worked really well. Mm. 
and I felt like this is seems too easy and like I could do this forever kind of thing. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the moment. Yeah. Put that fantastically. Yeah. The feeling that you could do this forever is literally the yeah. whole point of it, right? It was just easy and yeah. That's so sick. Is it, is deciding to get married like, was that something that was on your radar or was it something that because you felt like that, you're like, oh, maybe I am ready for this? We kind of tried from the start that we wanted to get married mm. um, at some point in our life and we want to have kids and stuff like that. So we already had that open conversation right from the get-go. I think because like we were already over, both over 25, we were like coming up thinking about that next five-year plan, which is like going yeah. into your 30s. So we had that conversation from the start. Like we don't want to waste time. I know I'm going overseas. So if you want to keep chatting, it's got to be serious. Like I'm not mm. going to waste my time. Mm. Um, yeah, it got to that point. So we just opened about it from the start. So we knew there was going to be that in the end if everything worked out. Yeah, that's – I love it. And we both knew it, we knew it needed to happen. So there's no perfect timing. It's just yeah. – Yeah. What was Now's the right, – Let's do it. Well, okay. Did you propose to Brooke? Yeah. What was that process like? Um, I can't even imagine how nervous I would be. It was tricky because obviously we wanted to catch it on film because, like, it's a big part of Brooke's life, social media and sharing, and mm. for me as well, for that memory. And I had to try plan it. So it was, like, so she had no idea, but still get the moment. It was really hard. Yeah. Um, so so there's this beautiful place called Paranella Park up in Neckhands. I've been hounding him because he's from Cairns, obviously, to go there. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go there this time. And it was like the perfect way to get me there. And I set up the shop for the photo because I was like, I want a photo here with Jake for the We The Seekers page, which is uh, our huh. couple page. And his sister took the photo. But that's the only reason why we got it perfectly. Mm. Like it looks set up because I set it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I get Brooke to take a photo with me when I don't usually go out of my way to say, let's get a photo? Mm. I'm like, how am I going to make it work? Like she, she wants to go here. I know she'll dress up pretty. Perfect. <laughs> Mate, genius. <laughs> you played that very well. Yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. What was the moment like? Special? Oh, oh. it was overwhelming. Yeah. I, I just cried. <laughs> we <laughs> both cried yeah. so much. Yeah, huge moment. That's awesome. And then planning the wedding, big process, obviously. Yeah, oh, huge. Massive, yeah. Yeah, so we did initially plan to get married and renovate the house in the same year because we bought a house. But then as soon as our wedding prep started, it was like one or the other. We had to stop. Um, it was really over-consuming. I didn't expect it to be that big. But we did want to go like and do our – like we had the opportunity to have a dream wedding. So we just went for it. Um, a little bit DIY because we do DIY stuff. So it made it harder even doing that because it was like two weeks before the wedding. We were making lanterns and flowers and <laughs> all crazy stuff. But, yeah, it was really a big process and it took up almost that whole year worth it yeah 100 yeah, percent. that's awesome and then so you bought the property that you're renovating now before you were married yeah and that the goal was always to like do that up yourselves right yeah how did that whole process come about like what made you decide that this is what we want to do well when my auntie passed um her two she left two kids so my mum took them in and we moved in with mum to help her out a bit because at that time my sister didn't my older sister didn't have well she's younger than me but the oldest of the younger ones um, she didn't have a license at the time. She was still in school. So just getting the kids to school was a big job for mum because she still had to work full time to obviously uh, accommodate for all the changes in our life. So we had to semi-renovate the house because it was only three bedrooms, but six of us. Yeah, well. And then that's when we kind of clicked on that level. Hmm. Before we didn't really have 
like we had hobbies together, but we didn't have like what we have now. Because I always craft my whole life. My grandma got me into crafting. Um, Jake, obviously, on the engineering and construction side. But as soon as we started renovating mum's house together, that's when we really clicked. Like, And I think that's probably another reason why we really came together and we realised that we work so well. Mm. Because we started renovating together. We're like, oh. I'm like, it's like yin and yang. Like, I'm the pretty upper and he's like logic. He's like, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> that does not work. You can't do that. You can't just take that wall out or something like that. Helps having the engineering background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That works perfectly. I feel like from watching shows like The Block, I've realized how stressful that sort of stuff is. Is it as gnarly as it seems on TV? Um, not as fast paced, but mm. still very stressful. Yeah, um, true. The deadlines aren't as And I think the biggest hectic. thing is you have a vision, but in construction, stuff can change pretty quickly. I'm only still learning to cope with that. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I'm trying to teach Brooke is that's your idea, but... You've got to work around the reality, um, which is a big part of the stress mm. involved. And What do you mean it's not perfect? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It always ends up perfect, but getting there yeah. can be a challenge. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, It's something that excites me a lot, like building a property. Is there an end goal for it? Like, will you guys live in it? Will you list it somewhere? Yeah, we'll definitely live in it for a while because we do want to start a family soon. So it'll probably be while we set up that next part of our life. But end goal is for us to have a farm, like obviously Jake growing up on a farm and then I love the cottage slow life. So I love like my flower garden, veggie gardens and all that. So to have a farm would be ideal just to find the right one is really there. So it's not a rush for us, but eventually we will let go of this house if it be through, I don't know, renting or whatever it may be. But yeah. And you own it outright. Yeah, well paying it off. Yeah, yeah. The bank kind of owns it at the moment a little bit. True. (laughs) But it's yours and yeah. that's that's yeah. exciting. I feel yeah. like that's the dream for so many of us, obviously, is getting to that point. Mm. Is it nice having that bit of, I mean, as you said, the bank owns it, but it is security in a sense that you've, you've always got that to sell if you needed to. Is it nice mm. having that sort of just knowing that there is that? Yeah, for sure. What yeah. was it like for you going full-time now with Brooke in all of this? Um, obviously a big risk doing it, um, but it just made sense. Like. On the weekends and after work, I was helping her film and producing content together. And I'm like, why am I going to a job that I don't really enjoy too much when I could be doing this full time and just really enjoy life and mm-hmm. do something that I love? Yeah. You are you enjoying it? Yeah, for sure. It was actually scarier it. for me, him coming full time. I think for me because I was pushed into it because I had that no option of returning back to a normal workplace because of my anxiety and all that. But for him, he was coming from somewhere where he's, where he's studied four years at a university, something that I couldn't do. Like, hats off to him because I could not do that. And then he leaves a really stable job. That's just crazy to me. Like, from someone who was forced into it. Like, that was scary. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> everyone the thought everyone thinks you're bonkers, but... <laughs> kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but as well. Because not anyone can just jump into this kind of lifestyle and... This line of work. Yeah. Um, so I figured I can kind of get an engineering job anywhere. There are always jobs available. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Why not jump in head first and mm. give it a red-hot crack? Absolutely. What is oh, – this is – I feel like there's no perfect answer to this, but what does, like, a week look like for you guys? Or a day? What does a, a normal day in the life of Brooke and Jake look like? Um. Is there such a thing? It's, it's, <laughs> it's always different. We don't know what we're doing sometimes, even that day. Yeah, because you could plan your whole day or your whole week and then like a campaign doesn't come through or 
something will change. The next thing you're working on a weekend when you wanted to do something else or, I don't know, it's so different. Or you just need to like That's refilm something and then we were planning to do renos and then we're not going to do a reno anymore because we've got to refilm. It just always changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though because I don't think I love consistency. I like things to be different all the time. Bit of variety. But yeah. Typically we'll wake up, have our coffee, do a bit of admin work. He Whether makes me a coffee. It was in his vows. <laughs> Every day. Every yeah. day. Every wow. Day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so I get my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I get my coffee and then we kind of just do some admin. And Usually then do a bit of admin, try and go to gym or do something a bit, um, some kind of exercise like the walk or whatever. Mm. Um, and then do Jake some filming. Jake girl walk. <laughs> do don't, don't we all, mate? Oh. <laughs> we love hot girl walks. <laughs> Um, yeah, he literally texts my sister and is like, Saturday, hot girl walk. <laughs> we all go out together. For what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. It's just walking. It's, when I went to the Goldie, I was like walking along Surfers Paradise. Like, this is the life. I love it. <laughs> or riding the e-bikes yeah. as well. Oh, my God. Oh, we haven't done that because we don't have them on the Sunday. Coast. We should do that. Yeah. We should do an, an e-bike. Mm. Hot girl e-bike. Hot girl e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's evolving. <laughs> Um, what does, with the social media stuff or with, I guess, like with the, the career that you guys are building together, is it driven by what you want to do and then you find the partnerships and the brands or is it the brands are coming to you saying, this is what we want and you guys are like, do we want that as well or do we not? It's very 50-50. Like we have a really good relationship with the agency that we work with. So we kind of tell them like our next month plan, like if I've got DIY July coming up or anything like that. And then... They do approach some people that they think might fit or we have the other 50% of like incoming. So it would be brands reaching out to us and wanting to work with us. They might mm. see what we're doing already and want to jump on that too. Yeah. What's the, do you have like a criteria when a brand approaches? Are you like yes or no based on I just on have to reasons? love it. Yeah. It has to fit organically within yeah. sort of what we do. Mm. Otherwise um, it's painful. And like you don't, if you don't love what you're doing, it just becomes a chore. Mm. So uh, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't feel like work when you love it. So I like to just stick to what I really love. Have yeah. there been any hard moments where you're like, the money's really good, but it doesn't really fit. Is there a way we can make it work? Like, have you had to make some hard decisions? No, not really. It's always a hard no most of the time. <laughs> I think our management's good as well because they know yeah. exactly yeah, what true. is going to work well with us. So they're not going to put us in a position where we have to make a choice. Like, it's yeah. that always, always going to be yes. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so is that... I've never worked with an agency. Is that like a really like close personal relationship? So you, like you literally have an account manager and you guys chat like on a regular basis? Yeah, so we have a, an amazing talent manager and we just do like every second week catch-ups, like just on a really good friend level, always pick up the phone and call or anything like that. It's, I think even, the, even like the owner of the agency, we have a great relationship with her. It's very family, like friend orientated. Yeah, that's epic. Yeah. How do you build out... So with the DIY stuff, obviously that's more of a personal thing and like the account We The Seekers. How do you manage like the career side of social media with the passion side of social media? I find it's all passion. Like, mm. I don't know. I wouldn't... Like when I first started Instagram, I was just very like normal categorized Instagram girl. Just went out and just posted photos in locations that other people were posting and... Especially when I was in my hard Bali days of doing hotel vlogging and that. I just felt like I was chasing everyone, what everyone else was doing. And it wasn't until like TikTok came around and the trends that were kind of going in between then, people were like putting their own personal spin onto it. Then I started doing a little bit of sharing of my life with obviously renovating the home with the kids and all that kind of stuff. 
it came to a point that I was just sharing what I generally loved. So then the brands kind of just slipped into that. Um, so yeah, everything that I post is just generally what I love every single day and I love doing it. And 90% of the time when a brand comes to us, they're like, what's your idea? So it's what I've already cooked up in my brain. Uh, like awesome. I've probably already got it saved on the mood board and I just make a little thing and send it off to them. So they already know what I love and thankfully they agree to my crazy ideas sometimes. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's just what I generally want to do, my DIYs or we're, what we're working on. I feel like it's really important to put that out there because it's really easy for up and coming creators to be like, I have to do what they want me to do because I need to make them happy. But it's like, I think it's much more sustainable and fulfilling if it's what do you want to do first and then what brands are going to fit that mold? Because there are definitely like whatever you want to do, I'm sure there are companies out there that are willing to accommodate mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, it's probably a good strategy. Yeah. And if you're like doing it. like what you love and you're really passionate and enjoy doing it, you're going to get those brands come to you like, automatically. Yeah, like exactly. You won't have to go searching for them. They'll come to you. Yeah, it's and about it, putting your authentic self yeah. out there. So if you're trying too hard and trying to be someone you're not, then you're going to attract mm. brands that you don't enjoy working with and it's just going to be a painful process. Absolutely. How's the audience picked up on Jake coming on board? Well, that's kind of why we started We The Seekers in a way is because – I didn't want to change what I was already doing beforehand, but I'd never really, like, Jake not being on social media before, I didn't really know how he was going to go jumping into my page anyway. So we're like, oh, we've got this big van trip that we were doing. Um, we went for 21 days around all of Queensland and Northern Territory, which was crazy. Crazy wow. stories there. <laughs> but when we started, that account is on that trip. And we're like, we're just going to post on here because what I was doing on my personal account was just not, van content at all it was a totally different path so we're like we'll just have fun on this account and post us as a couple on there um and that's kind of just how it evolved mm. how was the van trip let's dig into it oh. what was it like nuts <laughs> it was pretty epic yeah it was nuts. we done a lot of driving in 21 <laughs> yeah. days how many k's do you know we um, racked up the highest ever k's at that company the van company um it has ever had really they 12, were like twelve thousand kilometers or something in 21 days yeah wow we pretty much wow. drove more than actually seeing stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you see stuff when you drive, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Is there a lot to see on the roads there, like around that area? Yeah, definitely. Especially up the East Coast of Australia. Yeah. Heading up to Cairns. We went up to Cairns, shot across to Kurumba, sort of around the Gulf of Carpentaria, and then down to um, Uluru. But yeah, there's so much. Yeah, wow. We went up yeah. to Catherine first too. We almost went up to Darwin, but we're like, oh, we're kind of cutting it short with mm. 21 days. Probably shouldn't go to Darwin. So we just went up to Catherine, which was stunning. One of my favourite places. Mm. Then went down to Uluru. But we were probably a bit amateur with planning trips back then because we expected to come back through the middle of Queensland, not have to go back up to three ways, which is like the main highway. Yeah. And so we like, yeah, we were pushing it a bit. Yeah, so we kind of got down to bottom to Uluru. I'm like, oh, we can shoot across into Brisbane, but it's a dirt road. Yeah, you can't take the van on a dirt road, <laughs> right back up to the top and back down. Wow. Yeah, Jesus, that's a lot yeah. of driving. My God. How was it living in a van for three weeks? We um, were so silly. We did it in summer. Oh. And we didn't have an aircon that oh. worked. So that part of it was hard because I don't deal with heat very well. Um, but it was really fun. It was, I think that, that was before we got engaged as well. So I think all these little moments really tested us in our relationship <laughs> but yeah it was magical at the same time though because like we've we saw so much together mm. i feel like that's it's sort of the stuff that, like that that helps you know that things are going the right way 
It's like there's so many moments in there that could be deal breakers. Mm. You're just like, nah, I'm done. Especially <laughs> in such like a confined space for yeah. that long. We like slept what? in this haunted like old mine one night. That would have been a deal breaker for someone if like they had to do it. It was just hot. I'm pre- pretty sure we like saw wild pigs outside of our van. There was another night there was like dingoes all around our van. Oh God. There was just some crazy times. So I think, yeah, definitely if you want to determine if it's going to work, a 21-day trip around Queensland and Northern Territory will do it for you. I'll take note. When it ever <laughs> comes to that, I'll, I'll suggest it. Our event. How did you find a haunted mine? Um, What's it called? Mary Kathleen? Mary Kathleen. So it's an old uranium mine that they Stunning. opened up. They had like a full township within the mine. And then when the mine shut down, everyone just demolished everything and moved out. So it was like all these like pads where the bank used to be and then you just, really? it's just so eerie. Yeah, it's wow. eerie because like kind of in the middle of nowhere, no one's around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, was anyone else there when you were there? No. Nah. I think one person kind of came in and had a look and went back out. But but like it was so untouched in the same way because we had to like fly the drone up to even figure out how to get to the mine. Like we had no idea where we were going. Mm. So yeah, it was really cool. Hey, that's kind of smart. Mm. Didn't know where to go. So you just put the drone in the air. Yeah. Engineer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My God, I wouldn't have even thought about doing that. That's last night I was trying to drive to my mate's house and there was one road that was closed and maps said take the road. I'm like, I can't take the road, the road's closed. So then I would turn like follow the detour and the detour took me back onto the same road that was still closed. I was like, I have no idea what to do here. There is no way out. So (laughs) it took me forty five minutes to go five minutes down the road. Yeah, right. If I had a drone I would have just been able to look up, (laughs) see the traffic lights that I could turn right at anyway, and just done that. I was very off it. So thanks for the tip, guys. Would have been very <laughs> handy uh, yesterday and a drone. Thank you very much. Um, talk to me about like coming back from that because obviously three weeks in a van, like doing a trip like that is so chaotic. And then you come back to like everyday life. Did you have this moment of like missing that side of things? Was it nice to come home? Were you, are you planning another one because you miss it so much? Like is that sort of ingrained now? We actually bought a van ourselves a week or two before we left. So we kind of knew we wanted to do that in the long run at some point. We ended up coming home and renovating it. But I think because Jake then went back to returning to 5am wake-ups for work, it was kind of like life got put on hold. Because for us to do that trip, it was straight after he went out of uni and he just quit his job. Right. And was like, when I come back, I'll decide where I'm going to work. And we actually planned to go down... Um, south after that we were going to go down in our van that we bought and renovated down to like New South Wales Victoria maybe take it over to Tasmania and then COVID hit again so it was fine for us when we were doing um, NT in Queensland because we could go in between those two but we couldn't go south so we just didn't end up doing that second trip and so Jake went back to work yeah right did you have any moments of like oh shit we need to go home on the van trip or like did, did stuff go wrong um or the aircon didn't work at all. Yeah, I mean, that, that sucks. Really yeah, we were at the top of Mount Isa and I was like, it is so disgusting hot. I called my mum. She was born and raised there. I was like, how did you live here? Like, it was so bad. So there's those little points that we skipped towns because we're like, I can't stay here. I don't need, I, don't do, I just don't do heat. I can't do it. It makes me so angry. So I was like, I've got to get out of here. So we the skipped heat makes Mount- you angry? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah. I get frustrated. It's actually a thing though because I Googled it. I'm like, am I weird? Like- because I just get so cranky. Google, am I weird? And they're like, no, it's like a common side effect of being overheated. That makes sense then. Yeah. Fair enough. I've, yeah. The heat is not my friend. I'm no. much more of like a cold winter sort of guy. But being a surfer, like being near the beach, at 
least if I have some sort of water that I can jump in, that's all good. But yeah, well, you mentioned before that you can't wait for your pool. It yeah. makes sense now. I can't wait for the pool. <laughs> so where are you guys up to with the renovations, actually? Well, we kind of put it on hold just for the fact that we were getting married that year after the fact that we went through all the certification side of everything and found out you only have 12 months to get it done once it started. Um, so we decided to hold off until we came back because we did a year, uh, one month, two, almost two months for our honeymoon. We're like, we'll just wait till we come back from the honeymoon because we didn't want to waste two months then being away. So we only got our approvals finally put through until this last December. So we got till this December to have everything structurally finished. How close is it? Um, still a while away. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking my head like. Yeah. So we've got a big structural wall that we need to sort of relocate mm. and then we can start building our kitchen and it's one of those it's things like you, yeah, you, and you have to do something for something else to work. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you got to push the wall out, but to do that, you have to start building this or you have to start, take this down. So it's a big learning curve, I suppose. So like I'm back in year 11 maths with the networks where it's like to get to this point, you have to finish this yeah. task. Yeah, it is like <laughs> that. Just, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, I hated that. <laughs> the, I feel like the concept of renovation is such a foreign topic for most of the people listening to the podcast because we're all sort of in that like early to late 20s, learning about life after school. How does that process even start? How are you guys like, let's renovate this? What do you do? Um, when Yeah, you go. I was going to say, it kind of went from when we looked at the house. What did you do? The minute we went engineer here, what did you do the minute we went home after we looked at the house? Oh, well, I started planning like <laughs> floor plan and kind of figuring out what we actually could do. Mm. Um so there are limitations, yeah. unless you just oh, knock it down. Not, and start not really. Again. You can extend as much as you want, really. But it just becomes expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but the first step, we got an engineer involved because I'm an engineer, but I'm not um, certified. That's a whole another set of training and right. qualifications. Um, so we had to get a structural engineer involved, tell us what we can and can't do. So we wanted to change the location, the kitchen, blah blah blah. He said, "Yes, you can. No, you can't." And from that point go to a drafter, get it drawn up, get a building certifier involved, um, then get council approvals. And then after all of that, you can finally start hammering. And, and if you weren't doing it yourself, you'd need to get like builders. and Yes, yes. so we are lucky because Jake with his engineering can do own a builder permit. So yeah. that means that we can do pretty much everything apart from um, electrical and plumbing, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, so that's helpful. Yeah. So it yeah. is as complicated as it sounds. Yeah, yeah it is very complicated. And, and we didn't even realise as much. We've been we learning as it. we're going. Yeah. Would you start again? Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon it. we'll do it again. I think we have a bit of a niche for it. Like I said, we clicked over the first one. Even though it was only cosmetic. When I say cosmetic, that's like painting and all that kind of stuff. It was only cosmetic at my mum's house. But I think we just, from that moment, had an itch for renovating together. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like one of my like fantasies is like building my dream house with my wife. Like I f that sounds like incredible. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Is that sort of what it feels like with the cottage or do you feel like there's another project that's waiting as well? I think cause we know we want the farm. Yeah. Yeah, true. We can see the bigger picture mm. in the future, but it's going to be a good feeling when we're done knowing that we've kind of built it together and started our family in this home and like, yeah, it's absolutely. Be really special. That is super exciting. So what's what's the plan for the rest of this year? Let's just talk short term. Is it just getting that done? Is that the main priority? Yeah. No more big trips or anything? Um, if it comes up, like we're not going to say no. We're not going to go out of our way to plan a big trip. 
But if one pops up, we'll yeah. jump yeah, on Yeah, I think it. I saw you post that the other um, day. Exactly that. Yeah, I think it's just we need to be realistic. We need to get this house done by December. So I think if we went anywhere, it'd be max a week. Like we would love to go back. We went to Tassie for our honeymoon. We loved it. I would love to do Tassie again. And you can easily do that in a week because that's pretty much what we did for our honeymoon. Just hire a car and go around. We, you can probably guess we travel very fast. We can't stay still for very long. So yeah, we did Tassie in a week and I would easily be able to do that again. I'd love to take Jake to South Australia. I did a trip down there with work and that was beautiful too. So I think he'd love that. Yeah, that looks stunning. I saw that yeah. on Instagram as well. It is mm. so unappreciated. Like I don't understand why more people don't go down there. Mm. It's stunning. But yeah, I've, we're going to just focus on the house, I think. Get it done. Want to pull by Christmas. Don't like the heat. <laughs> Um, I love to cook too. So as soon as we have that kitchen in, I'm hosting dinner parties at our house. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like with Tassie, did you guys do the whole of Tassie or you didn't stay in one spot? That's crazy. In a week? I spent a week in Hobart. It was really cool, but I got bored. Yeah. I got bored very quickly. As soon as I felt like I'd done everything there was to do, I was like, okay, I can get home That's how we feel when we travel anyway. Once you've seen what you want to go see, like you take it in for a bit and then. Yeah. The sunny coast always feel like home. Like for me, it does. I home. think maybe because I grew up there, but. Well, my home's obviously Cairns and North Queensland, but mm. I definitely see myself on the sunny coast forever. Yeah, because I feel like the last six months I've done a lot of travel to other countries. Mm. And as beautiful as so many of these countries are, like I've done Queenstown in New Zealand, I've gone to India, I've seen Bali, Qatar. Um, is that it? Yeah, I think that might be it. And like as beautiful as all these places are, and every time I'm just thinking, oh my God, this is stunning. When I get off the plane in Sydney and I get back home, I'm like, this is home. Mm. This will always be home. Yeah. Like I'll do stints in other places, but I love it here. Yeah, it I think right. when I came back from Bali, that well, Indonesia that time, when Jake and I first met, that was that reassurance that I want to be at home too. Because like I went, I went over there, it was stunning. Like my office was pretty much a beach, but... Nothing compared to what, like, that core home feel that you have at home. Mm. Yeah, it's it's nice knowing that you've got that place that's just, like, we're going back. We're yeah. going home soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we jump into 10 under 10? Sure. I'm going to do, like, I don't know whether, okay, you guys, I'm going to ask the 10 questions, but do I ask one of you 10 questions and then the other one 10 questions, or do I ask one question and you both answer? Or should we try and guess each other's? Oi, Absolutely. The book one and that is going to be hard. Shit, shit. Oh, That's no. brutal. <laughs> Maybe some of them like the food and that yeah, have to answer for each other. Because I think we know each other's. We All should. Right. We can do that. We'll give it a crack. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll do, yeah. Okay, so I'll do the first like five simple ones that you can guess for each other. And then the more in depth, like what's your scariest experience? That I love stuff. This. We'll just let you guys do it. Looks like, oh, you're on the. <laughs> that hour now. trip home. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. The first one is what is each other's favorite book? Do you guys know that? Well, sure. I don't think we read a lot, so... Mm. Okay, what about... Okay, let's change that. Favourite movie. Do you guys watch movies together? I know his favourite TV show. Okay, it's either Maps or The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, Jakey boy, you're getting outed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, I Whatever. think we get along so well because we're like bestie vibes. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. This He's like... he's got a really nice feminine side and it makes me feel like i've got a best friend like even a girl best friend like it's just nice maybe because you grew up with three sisters but yeah that'll do it <laughs> i love it he loves everything i love it's so good yeah best friend and partner in one is what you want yeah. like yeah. that's the ideal was she right is that your favorite tv show 
<laughs> pretty close. He'll admit it too. <laughs> pretty close. What's Brooke's favourite show? Um, TV show or movie? Either or. It's definitely Disney. I feel like lately it's Encanto. Encanto? Yeah. I haven't really got a favourite moment. We haven't been watching a lot. We've been so busy, right? Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, we, be, we always, Disney actually part. one thing we both watch a lot and continuously is Better Homes and Gardens. We might look and sound old right now, but we love a, like a BHA. <laughs> well, when you're doing your own place, it's yeah. just inspiration constantly. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. All right, so I'm going to give you like a 9 out of 10 for that one because you was pretty spot on. Jake, still probably a good 8 out of 10. Cause Brooke was like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But guys, we gotta we got to polish this up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Let's go with what is each other's guilty pleasure food? Doritos for Jake. He's always Which snacking. Which flavor Doritos? Oh, just original. Yeah. My guy. Always snacking. Love some salty Doritos. <laughs> um, honeycomb Maltesers. Yep. I will down the is back that of a them. Thing? Yes, they're so good. Oh what? God. They're pretty good. Honeycomb Maltesers. I will like. I can't turn the switch off when I get them in my hand. It's they're all gone. They're so good. Oh my good. god. I, they're really hard to find, though. I think only, like, one – it might be Woolworths or Coles. I only, like, socks them. But they're good. They're real good. We all need to try that. And they have mm. gold ones now, too. They're good. Damn. Like the gold chocolate. Yeah. Like caramelized yep. white chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I know where I'm going after this. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay, let's go question three. What is – what is at the top of each other's bucket list? I feel like – we both have the top. Same. The same. Mm. That's top. awesome. Um, we both would love to go to Italy. Yeah. Just be eating pasta on the coastline. Yeah, I was going to say that, pasta on the coast. <laughs> that's what we both talk about all the time. Like, we just can't wait to get over there and We almost experience. did Italy for our honeymoon, but we just weren't sure because we, we got engaged during, obviously, lockdown times. So we weren't sure what the next kind of year and a half was going to be. So we just didn't want to risk it. And we knew we could always go. Like, we would love to travel with kids anyways. And imagine taking kids over to Italy. Like, Mm. they would just love them so much. Mm -hmm. So I would love to do that. Yeah. That'd be a pretty core memory. Yeah. With kids as well. Sure. Yeah. Well well done. You guys are passing the test so far. (laughs) Absolutely passing the test. Um, Look, these aren't the questions, but I'm really liking the back and forth. So I'm going to change the questions up. Yeah, go. This is just me free rolling right now. Um, Okay. Dream car for each of you. I feel like Brooke really wants a Porsche. You know, I like that typical Sydney mum car. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, That's kind of what she's always spoken about. I just, I'm not a super car person, but I just like, like how they look. Maybe because when we did that big, we did a van trip down Sydney. I surprised Jake, another, um, just dobbing you in hardcore here, <laughs> loves Home and Away. So I surprised him to go take him down to where they film Home That's and Away. That's where I live. Oh, really? Yeah, no, yeah. we're going to come right. visit you then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, surprised him for his birthday. I hired a van. We went down there and we just like turned up and there was just Porsche mum cars everywhere. I was like, these guys are cool. Like, yeah, I want to be a Porsche mum car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Palm Beach is bougie though. Yeah. yeah. That place is really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. Also so inconveniently out of the way from everywhere. <laughs> Not a place to live. What's right. Jake's dream car? Oh. He would be pretty happy with a Merc. Like, I don't I don't know cars, but what's the one that you're always like, oh, I like that Merc? Just a standard like C63. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just 
pretty standard. So Very nice. Sounds like we like love money right now. I know. I'm like, this is <laughs> shit. This is not what I was expecting. No, I was yeah. expecting like Land Cruiser, but it's dream car. Like, yeah, dream, yeah car. dream car. Come on. Dream car. True. Although to be fair, like some Land Cruisers are worth more than some Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Most sure. Land Cruisers. We'll <laughs> probably end up with a Prado, to be honest, because <laughs> we need to yeah. renovate. <laughs> That's a mum's car if yeah. I've ever seen it. <laughs> Very nice. All right, dream car, tick. What's the next question? That, okay, we're going to do one more couples question before we get to the juicy, juicy final questions. Um, what is my last question? Oh, okay. Uh, you guys kind of answered this. I was going to say what is each other's dream place to live, but it's just going to be a farm, right? Yeah, we... Yeah. Pretty well. I think... We will. Well, when we first kind of met, we were like, oh, we would love to like pack up our lives a little bit and do city hopping when we like live in a city in Australia for like a month at a time. But I think now after we kind of settled a bit, we've got the house. I think we would like to do like six months or so in Tassie on a farm there. Mm -hmm. Just to test farm life. What if we don't like farm life? So True. I've got a great question. (laughs) This is going to be really hard actually. Okay, so... You're walking into like a Vinnie's or some sort of like op shop or DIY focused shop. Mm-hmm. What is, so you're picking something for Brooke. What's your go-to like object or like clothing colors or like what, what's just the perfect op shop pickup for Brooke? Probably like a, a teapot. I thought you were going like to say corning. Like a really unique teapot or like a teacup set. Is he right? Yeah. Or I thought you were going to say corning wear. What is that? Actually, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) No, my grandma got me onto it. It's pretty much like it's a whole set, but it works on in the microwave, on the oven, on the stove, and you can put it straight in the freezer and it won't crack. Boom! It's like the perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I got given my grandma's set. She gave it to me, and then I started thrifting to like continue the collection. And I was posting thrifty Thursdays on my personal account. And now all of a sudden everyone's into corning wear, so I can't find it anymore. <laughs> Disappointing. Or it's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. All right, Brooke, you're shopping for Jake. What is the go-to item? Are we still in the thrift shop? Doesn't have to. I don't know if Jake's thrifty or not. Oh, so just Bunnings go straight into the tool section. <laughs> what tool you got? What tool you oh. getting? I was going to say you wanted your little um. What do you buy a man who has everything? Exactly. <laughs> You probably want a welder at the moment. I think the next thing you wanted was a welder. Yeah. He wants to do the front gate. Damn. <laughs> I, need, I need a weld stuff. <laughs> yeah, see. That, a good welder, so satisfying. Yeah. I have had shit ones so though. I've never tried it, it, so all I've seen is like perfect welding, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it looks easy as, but I can't imagine it's that easy. <laughs> Not easy? No. Yeah. Maybe I won't try it. I'll just believe <laughs> I'd be good at it. <laughs> I'm not good, by the way. Okay, yeah, I'm good. a pretty average welder. He well, says that, but he can do everything he does. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to test it. We, the seekers, do a story. Yep. Whose welding's better, Brooks or Jake's? And we'll vote. <laughs> it won't be mine. You're going to go. Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, you guys passed. Well done. Cool. Very impressed. Good we're going to finish on five of my favourite questions from the 10 under 10. This was a really fun, different approach today. Good idea, Brooke. Um, <laughs> I'll do... I'll ask a question and then... You can both answer individually and then I'll ask the next question. Okay, so the first one is, what's been your scariest moment? I'm not sure who wants to start. I think for me, my first job was working on an island up in Cairns, which was an old quarantine island for um, Chinese gold mines, gold gold rush mining 
I'm not too sure what it was, but there's a lot of um, cemeteries on the island. So there's a lot of like ghostly experiences and stories, and um, there's a lot of stories in that. Damn. So we won't dive into it. Yeah, deep, pick one. Jake has the one. best stories. Like, he has lived a full life. That's pretty epic. I think, like, the main accommodation, and then there's like an old reef farm that's about 200 metres apart from each other. And I used to go see my mates up at the reef farm and then have to walk back to my place. And as you're walking sort of from one to the other, you kind of get that feeling that someone's walking behind you. And for me, it was when I seen like another shadow, like I seen my shadow, but there's like a second shadow behind me. And it's just that adrenaline where you just just run and just don't look back. All your hair stands up and yeah, it was pretty gnarly. That's, yeah, nah, miss me with that. Ghost experiences, I'm like all for it. I'm a big believer that like that sort of stuff happens. I'm not a massive believer in like getting possessed and like demons and stuff like that, but I'm definitely a big believer in like spirits and things happening that just like science does not explain. Yeah. But holy shit, it scares me. Yeah. Oh my God. No, no. He has photos of like ghosts in the back of photos on his phone. We'll have to show you later. What? Yeah. That you took? (laughs) Um, One of them was at a birthday party. One was at a birthday party and one of my mates sent me. Damn. But yeah. Dude. <laughs> like Why? I said, full <laughs> what? life. Very scary. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, what's the age gap between you two, by the way? Uh, two years. Two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it seems about what I would have assumed, I guess. Um, scariest experience, Brooke? I would have to say Jake coming full-time with me. Like I said before, like, it was a different situation for me. I got pushed into it a bit, fell into it. But for Jake, I just felt like... He built this life before me and built it while we were firstly together and then he just risked it all. Well, just He honestly risks, risked everything for me. Like he put my career first before his that he built for four years, mm. which is huge. Like shows the commitment this guy has for me. <laughs> so that was really scary for me because it was kind of like it was all on me now. It's up to me to keep us afloat in the way while we – first started going and now i feel like he brings in pretty much 50 percent, so he's doing a good job yeah, i'm a wow. good boss i pretty, I pretty <laughs> much think <laughs> that's pretty special i love that answer so much um okay so the opposite of that most rewarding win getting the house i feel like that was a big big part of it mm-hmm. well the reason why we got the house while we did is because we were obviously living with my mom and the family and we didn't want to get married and go back there how awkward mm. we were somewhat we weren't sharing a room with my sister, but it was like half the house that had like Ikea wardrobes dividing it. So imagine getting married and going back to that. So <laughs> it was a big win for us to get yeah. the house. Makes sense. You agree? Yeah, definitely. But I think for me, it was definitely working full time for it. Because mm. like I said, it's not every day someone on a construction site can jump in and say, oh, I'm going to do social media full time. Or Yeah, it usually happens after you go on Love Island or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a pretty big win, and it's very re- rewarding. So That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, what is the best mistake you've both made? You want me to go? Yeah. Well, I guess it's not a bad mistake, but if I didn't move over to Indonesia and make that mistake of moving over there because I didn't have the best time, I was obviously very homesick, then I never would have had the relationship I have with Jake because I don't know if – just putting it out there like I don't know if we would have worked out if I stayed at home like it could have just fizzled out we don't know it could have been that time apart from us is what made us stronger so I guess that's mine 
I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, Life's just been too good. Mm. Just been cruising. How good? Lately it has been, yeah. Mm. Best mistake, burrito date as the <laughs> first date. Because it worked True. out perfectly. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, taking Brooke on a pretty average date. <laughs> Doesn't sound that average. I mean, yeah. I'm shitting on it, but it sounds like it worked <laughs> out very, very well. It worked out, yeah, <laughs> but probably not the most ideal first date for oh. anyone. But Depends on the person, right? Yeah, definitely. Depends on the company as well. Yeah. I like it. Um, let's do two more. What is your most motivating quote? I don't have one that's like a specific quote, but I always like to reference back to little me because going back to the craft side, I grew up with my grandma teaching me crafts. I would go there because my mum was single mum, working full time. So on school holidays, I would go to my grandma's, we'd do crafts together to show mum when I go home. So for me, it's always like I need to fulfill what I enjoyed as a kid because that's where my core self is. Mm. I like it. I think mine would be like the biggest risk is not taking any risk because you'll always wonder what if if you don't just jump in and give it a crack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that one. Yeah. No risk, there's no reward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like a massive believer in that. That's mm. every single decision that I make is like, is am I putting something at risk here? is the potential return worth that risk? And like, always yes. Yeah. And if there's an, if it's not, then I feel like the decision's already made up anyway. Mm. Very nice. All right, we're going to finish off. Question 10. Who or what inspires you both? I, I really reckon you inspire me. Aww. You do though. You're very clever. Thank you. <laughs> I tell them all the time. I'm like, you know, you're very clever. Because he just, I don't know, you just know how to do everything. My mind gets blown by him sometimes because he, you generally are very clever. Mm. And I think that's, like like I said, you're Black Cat, I'm Golden Retriever, we're yin and yang. We do work really well together. So yeah. your clever works with my creativity. My approach is if someone can do it, then I can do it. Mm. Even if I'm not as good, I can. Yes. There's nothing you can't do really. That's so sick. I've never heard that, but I love it. Yeah. If someone can do it, then why can't I do it? Someone can do it, then I can do it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I rate that. Um, but for me, I definitely get inspired by watching people get out of their comfort zones and put themselves out there, especially on social media. Um, and especially going into what I'm going into, watching people do something they're not comfortable with and just being themselves online is mm. very inspiring. Did you hear that? He said his... He's pretty much him. said me, but he didn't want to say me. Yeah. He, he pretty much <laughs> said me, bro. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. I'm concerned for you. <laughs> He did. That's why you jumped in so quickly. You're like, I need to say it first. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very smart. Well played. (laughs) Brooke and Jake, thank you so much for joining me on the Post School Podcast. Thank you. Where's the best place to find you guys on the socials? Uh, Brooke Styles online. And We to Seekers. Both of us. Yeah, everything will be tagged. So if any of the listeners want to check out all of your stuff, it'll be tagged in the show notes. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Thank you. This is our first time doing something officially together, so it's fun. Sweet as, another story shared and another lesson learned. If you've made it this far, I'd be stoked if you could take a minute to give the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. With your support, we can both empower more young people to chase their dreams. If you have any questions about today's episode, make sure to jump on Instagram and send me a DM at Uncle Nathan Co. Or head to the website at UncleNathan.com to join our community. All right, enough from me. Thank you so much for your support and I'll catch you next time.